Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. Um, try to always do topics that I think are appropriate. And when we're talking about living your best life, something that comes up for, you know, many people and myself included is the talk topic of aging. Aging is a reality that happens to all of us. And yet a very big struggle for women, for men, for everybody. Um, they say there's not many things you can be certain about in life. Death and taxes are the only things you can be certain of. And aging is a reminder of the fact that we are not alive forever. So it can be linked with a lot of psychological challenges such as depression, um, even early onset of diseases. So I really want to cover this topic on many different levels, not only psychologically. Uh, my goal for the show will be to talk about the psychological challenges of aging. I brought in a fantastic expert. Uh, Melissa Hinley is in the house. She is a clinical counselor specializing in emotions, aging, um, anxiety, depression, trauma, and she's going to help us plow through the psychological aspect of aging. And I'm also going to bring in the fact of what we know from research on how we can slow down aging. And in fact, the research is pretty exciting because it shows, I'll tell you right off the bat, that a healthy lifestyle is more influential than genetic factors on helping older people avoid deterioration uh, associated with aging. I, as an older woman, really appreciate that. So we'll definitely be talking about that. So first of all, if you'd like to join the conversation, 1-866-472-5792. If you prefer to text or email. The text is 1-514-796-4357. Email info at helpforanxietydepression.com. A lot of you have been writing in with great show ideas, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing it. Uh, we really appreciate it. We want to know what you want to hear, and getting that feedback has been incredibly helpful. So thank you. Melissa Henley, thank you so much for coming in and pinch hitting. Georgia was supposed to be on the show today. Yeah. Uh, very happy you came. I think things happened for a reason. And when I approached you and asked if you could help me out on this show, Georgia couldn't make it. You told me that your thesis was on aging and you've done a lot of work on that. Yeah. So, you know, why don't you start us off on that? When I brought up the, this topic to you, what were your first thoughts? Oh, I was so excited because, you know, aging is, is a topic that, um, it really holds uh, a lot of passion for me and a lot of my work. And like you said, I uh, I did uh, my thesis, my undergrad thesis on aging and Alzheimer's disease. And then I did my master's degree on how uh, anxiety can affect memory in seniors. Oh, and, yeah. So anxiety so, is a big factor too. Yeah. So I really, I find that my passion started there with working with seniors and, uh, you know, just understanding the aging process because I find that in society, it's still, there's a lot of uh, stigma and a lot of um, negative thoughts associated with aging. So I find that the fact that you're talking about it today and shedding light to this idea and how we can help either slow down the process, but also be okay with it and accept it and embrace it can also help us live a better 
a happier, healthier lifestyle. Okay, so, you know, it's interesting. I have you on the show. You're a young woman. I'm not as young a woman. So it's interesting to hear you say that you're passionate about the topic of aging. I can't help, and I'm sure other people feel this way, when you would say something like that, go, oh, well, it's easy for her to say she's a young woman. You haven't had to face any, at this point yet, wrinkles or your body starting to break down. Um, and yet you were drawn to the topic. So first of all, what draws such a young woman to a topic like this? Well, you're right. I think that, you know, definitely I'm not, I haven't been through the the typical, older ages stages but you know I think aging happens at every life stage like it's different of course because you know like you said you talked about the mortality and and as a reminder so you know for young people it's 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 less of a reminder but I think at every stage that we go through there are changes that happen and it's important because we are aging and we are getting to that point and you know it's also very important to me because I have aging parents you know my dad is in his 80s and and watching him go through it and and family members and it's really important to me to to help be the best support that I can for them and also understand what they're going through and eventually one day I'm going to go through it as well yeah and so it's it's you know you're way ahead of your peer group because uh when you're young uh, you know, my observation is we don't worry about things like aging. As a matter of fact, I was thinking today, I actually had a massage today and I was thinking about some of the pains in my body. And I was remembering my mother talking about arthritis. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, yeah, that's just something old people get. Like mm-hmm. you don't pay any attention to that. And then you get older and like all of a sudden the word arthritis is not a strange word. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting, this process. And we have like a short window and youth is very much in our society, very much cherished yes. and revered. Yes. Um, and and I think that's one of the challenges is as you get older, you start, to, I've had many clients talk about feeling less significant, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is where aging can lead to depression or anxiety. But what do we, how do we help someone like that? When, when you think about it in society, being older is not valued, not in this society, not in North American society. So mm-hmm. There is a truth that you're going to be treated as less important. Youth is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah, and it's definitely we need to highlight those stigmas and bring that to awareness so that we can definitely acknowledge what older people go through in terms of, you know, especially when you're you're in the stages of retirement or thinking about retirement and or maybe now your kids are, you know, out of the house right now and you don't really, you know, if your role was you know, more as a, as a parent that was uh, more focused on helping them, the, the kids in the house. So there's a lot of different roles that we have in our lives. And as we get older, a lot of those roles change. Mm. And that can be really hard, especially if our identity is attached to these roles, like who we are. And the biggest one I see is like a lot of my clients who have work as our identity. That's why I'm always careful, you know, when, when people ask me what I do, instead of saying, you know, I, I am a, like a, a psychotherapist, I am a clinical counselor you know to to be careful of um of not attaching that to my identity you know it is a part of who I am but being careful that's not all of who I am but I find a lot of people that's a really good point actually that is a really good point as and I think that we start to do that do you think that has something to do with aging that we do that though yes because you know especially with work um you know like I said as we talked about these different roles that we have in our lives if we're attaching these roles as our identity once these roles change for example if you're thinking about retirement or you're not working anymore um then a lot of times a lot of people older adults clients that I have feel like this sense of uh loss of significance that you were talking about yeah so they they have they feel like there's no purpose or no no more uh, identity of who they are. So it's a, it's a big, really big loss. So okay, so another thing that 
you know, let's start with women. You know, I'm always interested in women and, you know, I'm a woman and I, I definitely have thoughts about how women are treated in society. And I think that aging for women is particularly difficult because uh, society is harder on women in terms of aging than men. We tend to say men look better with age. We don't say mm. that about women. Yeah. Um, so I'm, where I'm going to here is um, self-esteem. I think that's going to be a factor here because aging's inevitable and you're not going to look as good at 50 as you did at 30. That's unavoidable. So would you agree that self-esteem is going to be extremely important to feel good about yourself. Like you said, you don't, you, you don't attach yourself to your clinical counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the same thing could be held true is you don't want to attach yourself to your youthful looks mm -hmm. because that's a problem. And, and it changes. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, uh, and how you feel about yourself. Unfortunately, if you're getting a lot of external validation for the way you look when you're mm -hmm. young, mm -hmm. It's almost like it's a little bit harder for you mm. as you get older. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll see someone who's like, you know, like the Brad Pitts of the world or the Angelina Jolie's. And I think it would be even harder to be that good looking because mm -hmm. there's nowhere to go but down. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be someone else coming up who's going to like look better than you. That's mm -hmm. got to be hard because you get all that validation. Mm -hmm. I've had clients tell me, I've had clients with eating disorders tell me, mm -hmm. um, I can't give up the eating disorder because I know this is crazy, but wherever I go, I'm treated better because I'm slim. Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. a bit messed up. Yeah. So, you know, what do you say to that, to the fact that our world does, um, reinforce people being young and looking good yeah. and yet we're supposed to feel good enough about ourselves without that reinforcement like yeah. that's not easy no it's not especially when we see in the news and media like you know all these pictures and how how you know the the tabloids just tear down women oh yeah in 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 these magazines about how they look or their weight and so it's I, I see what you're saying in terms of the pressure that society puts on women to to age a certain way and and that's why a lot of people you know uh, get plastic surgery or change yeah. their appearances and I think that directly ties to self-esteem yeah because you know despite this pressure of course there's pressure but also can you accept like can you feel good about yourself the way that you that you are and yeah. that, I think the acceptance ties in a lot to that beautiful I, I couldn't agree with you more so I guess the million dollar question Melissa is you know I can give some personal examples but I'm going to ask you professionally first is how can someone feel good enough about themselves to accept those changes that are going to not get the same validation and not get the same reinforcement and you know just not look as good I mean you're not going to look as good mm -hmm. so how do you make that relationship with yourself in your opinion mm -hmm. solid enough that you can deal with looking in the mirror and going oh my god I, I'm not 25 anymore I, mm -hmm. I don't have the body I don't have the skin mm -hmm. especially when all of society might be going oh you know look at look at her she's getting on she mm -hmm. really doesn't look so good anymore yeah. and you can feel that so how does someone do that psychologically Logically, in your opinion, well, I think definitely working on uh, the acceptance piece of that. You know, there are changes that are going to happen. We're not going to like it. <laughs> we might not like it, but you know, like you said, it is part of the process. But sometimes we have all these critical negative thoughts. So my first goal would be to challenge, really, to look at those critical thoughts because are those thoughts are they helping you or are they harming you? Right. And so when you look in the mirror and you start pointing out all the things that look different or, or, or that are changing, it's like we're reinforcing this um, this negativity, negative self-esteem that just it, it feeds it. Right. And that's what could cause depression and anxiety. And so the first thing I would really work on is learning how to challenge those thoughts, because you're also not looking at 
the, 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 the changes or the positives that could be going on. Yeah. So self-talk, you're self-talk. really talking about self-talk. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the positives is that, you know, with age comes some good things comes wisdom. And sometimes I know this may sound like a little bit of a challenge, but these days, sometimes when I look in the mirror and see obvious signs of my aging, Mm -hmm. um, it's a reminder though, that I'm like, I'm living a full life and I'm alive. You know, aging is a gift, right? Mm -hmm. Because you get to stay alive to Mm -hmm. age, you know, the alternative is pretty bad. Well, I love that because what you're doing is reframing it, you know, instead of looking at it like, oh my God, I'm, I'm changing and I look ugly or all these critical thoughts. Like you're just looking at, it's a sign that we are, we're lucky that we, you know, that the life expectancy now is, is getting a lot older and we're lucky now. It's a, it's a good sign that we're still alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think when we come back, um, we we want to empower people, women and men, to do that self-talk in a way that someone can't take that away from you. And that's the problem about youth Mm -hmm. or external validation in general is anything. Someone says you're the greatest clinical counselor they've ever met. Even that Mm -hmm. can be taken away from you. So you don't want to get hooked on that. So if someone says you're drop dead gorgeous, you don't want to get hooked on that. You're great at your job. You don't want to get hooked on that because those are all things that you cannot hold on to. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing you always can hold on to, and you already alluded to it, and that's your relationship with yourself. We'll come back and we'll talk more about that on Straight Talk with Sandarish. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Um, obviously, a very important topic and a reality for all of us. Aging, I talked about women uh, it's not to say that men don't go through this. I think they do. I, we do talk about the midlife crisis that happens a lot in 
men. Um, and I think it's, again, a, a wanting to reclaim our youth. And I certainly understand that. And I certainly don't feel I'm above it because I think that, you know, I was just away with my husband and we were reminiscing about our youth. And, you know, you, you look back and you remember how you could stay up all night and you could do so many things because when you know, there's a famous expression that says youth is wasted on the young. And the reason I love that expression, because you don't even like appreciate it when you're young, you would appreciate it more if you got old and then got to be young, which was like a movie almost. But um, what I want to get to is the last thought that we ended up with is your relationship with yourself is going to be really important to work on while you're, while you're young to be able to face aging. And then after we get through that, I want to talk again about how you can maybe not fight aging, but become and continue to become the best version of yourself at any age, which certainly helps uh, you to feel good about yourself. Um, let's come back to this idea of, you know, the rela- anything external can be taken away from you. Yeah. So your relationship with yourself is an extremely powerful thing. I said to a couple today in my office um, that, you know, they, they felt the other person was blocking their happiness. And I was saying to them, you know, you're, you're responsible for your happiness. And it's the same thing with this is that you're responsible for how you feel about yourself. It's not if your hair looks good. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard to believe sometimes because when my hair looks good, I really do feel better, Mm -hmm. but it's not really about that. So, you know, how you, you mentioned self-talk, but Okay, so client says to you, okay, I'm telling myself I, I like myself. I'm telling myself I'm good with myself. But I look in the mirror and I see saggy and I see wrinkle. And I, I how can you expect me to still feel good about myself? What are you going to say to them, Melissa? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I would ask them what they're like in terms of what their goals are. Because although just because you're telling yourself that it doesn't look good, a lot of people feel like that motivates you to then change. But does it really? The, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, being hard on yourself, that's not going to motivate you to change. It really doesn't. I, I, no. I think you really need to highlight I, I this. I do fight with a lot of clients because they really believe that it helps them. Right, know? like if they kick themselves in the pants, they'll do more and change. Yeah. It's a very common belief very eh, in common. psychotherapy. Yeah, Very common. Not true, by the way. Research doesn't support it at all. Actually, if we're kind to ourselves, we're more likely to change. Change, right yeah 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 with compassion and so just because and, and I think that a lot of people have a hard time giving themselves compassion because they feel like then they're being too easy on themselves or letting and they'll themselves, get lazy yeah and they'll get lazy which isn't true which isn't true either right right so it's important to to and I like I love how you said that in terms of another radio show is that you know what what is what is it that's going on what am i feeling and then what do i need so be compassionate with yourselves because being hard on yourself on that flab or wrinkles you know that's not going to help but you know what is there certain ways that you can do and i think you have a lot of techniques of preventative ways of of what to do to help if we want to get into the action mode well yes i do and i i think thank you for that segue it was nice um i think that the first thing psychologically is something called unconditional positive of regard, which is a psychological concept that's used to train therapists to give to their clients. Mm. But I, I really have adapted that. And I really feel it's important that we give that to ourselves. So what does that mean? That means that I have to be unconditionally loving to myself. It's really easy to be loving to myself when I look great, when I'm performing at top uh, level and when I'm getting along with my kids and my husband, that's easy. Mm. Can I be loving to myself when it's all going badly mm. and I'm looking awful and I'm feeling awful and things are so that is a vitamin that you have to bring into your life is unconditional positive regard. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice. You decide I'm going to love myself no matter 
what? Mm-hmm. If I mess up, it doesn't mean you're, you're just going to sit there and mess up over and over again. But if you mess up, you're still going to love yourself. And people, like you said, go, no, 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 that's going to let me off the hook. No, it's actually not. It's actually your only chance of changing. In psychology, we know for a fact that acceptance is the precursor for change, which is a very brilliant line in psychology, not mine. I wish it was. Mm-hmm. Um, acceptance is the precursor for change. We can only change things that we accept about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. Thoughts? No, that sounds great. I mean, except in like, like I said, is just uh, giving yourself that acknowledgement that you want to work on this, even though things are not the way that you'd like it to be. But what what there are certain ways that we can do to work around that. So psychologically, we want to do unconditional positive acceptance. Yeah. I am very much a believer also, and there is certainly research, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that shows that a healthy lifestyle has more influence on aging, both physically uh, as well as mentally than your genetics. So um, if aging is, you're listening to the show and aging is a concern for you, uh, you have to be a little curious. Are you uh, cherishing and taking care of your body and your spirit and your mind? There's many components actually. And that sounds very like global. So let me break it down. You know, this is very basic, but are you exercising? Exercising is very, very linked with longevity Mm. and with the body not aging. I recently saw a study. This was amazing. I shared it with my husband because he loves to, he has these things he does at the end of the day, these little weights that he does for his wrist strength. You squeeze them. There was a study that came out that people who have strong um, wrist strength, I guess it's called wrist when you squeeze your hands and like that, Mm -hmm. actually live longer. Mm. So any opportunity to move your body and to uh, be strong and fit is something that gives us vitality. And if vitality is not linked with aging, I don't know what is. And there's there's research too that shows that when there is a disease or an illness that when you exercise, I mean, obviously under the consultation of your doctor, but that it can help you fight it. Absolutely. And you you said you did your thesis on Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's lots of research on that too. Yeah. And that's also brain health, yes. which is, are you weight training for your brain? Yeah. And that's a, po- a very important point. Remind me to talk about that because I want to... Go right ahead. Well, definitely with, um, with aging, as we age, our memory starts to... I mean, even now my memory goes oh, yeah. <laughs> really quick. But, yeah, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as we age, our memory does get... Um, you know, you know, less and, and less and less. So, uh, but there are techniques, there are ways. And that's what I, I actually started a program for early seniors, uh, older adults, maybe 55 and up. And uh, in Vancouver, I started a program uh, called Brain Matters. And it Ooh. was for, it was a preventative oh, for, yeah. <laughs> for dementia and Alzheimer's. And what we did is that uh, every Monday we would meet. And so we went through brain stimulation, just little activities to help keep our brain active, especially if you're you're not working or we're retired and we have, um, you know, like we're not using our brain in, in work wise stimulating that it's very important to keep that active because, uh, you know, it's, it's like they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Really so true. So true and so important. I think it's amazing that you have that program. There's programs like that all over the place. Which yeah. are, and even the lumen sorry to cut you off, but no, sure. uh, luminosity, right? If you if you Google that's like um you see the those uh, websites or commercials about it and it, you can sign up. There's a part of it that's free and there's just little brain games and they make it fun because it's games. And and this can be done at any age. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's not you know, it's really important that we start early to keep our brain active because just like our body 
body, that exercise that you talked about, we really have to exercise our mind. And research shows that that helps not only with diseases, but with depression, anxiety. Uh, there's a lot of, of uh, keeping our brain active. Yeah. So, and that, you know, I said that we have no control over things external, but, and this is one of the things I'm very passionate about in psychology. Everywhere I go, everywhere I speak, I talk about this. This comes up in every talk I do, mm-hmm. is that we don't have much on external control. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, that's what anxiety patients are trying to grab onto external control, and you can't get it. You can't get it. But what we do have, which is very exciting, is we have a lot of locus of control internally. So this is taking some control internally. Yeah. Doing brain exercises, moving your body, putting nutritious, nutritious food, nourishing your body mm-hmm. is a locus of control that can, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I definitely don't look like I did when I was younger, but I actually am more fit and feel better now in my older years than I did mm-hmm. when I was younger because of the way I feed myself and move my body. And that was taking a certain amount of control back. Mm. Okay. You don't always think of that when you're younger and that's okay. There's no problem with it, but it is something to consider if aging is something that concerns you. And maybe even if aging doesn't concern you, is you certainly want to live as vital. Again, the word vitality comes to mind, not the number of your birthday, vitality. Can you move? Can you enjoy life? Can you experience it? Is your brain working? Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. So that's a very important piece of the puzzle. Um, Do you think that when people don't do that and don't take care of themselves, do you think that that's part of why aging is linked with depression? Because there is a correlation. Yeah, there is. Definitely. Because, you know, if we're not taking care of ourselves, because self-care is is one of the biggest things that we work on with people with depression and anxiety that come into the office, is working on putting yourself first in self-care. And so if you're not doing behaviors that are helping yourself then it's I love what you say it's an act of self-hate right we're not taking care of ourselves and if we're not um, exercising or eating right this definitely can uh, again with the loss of sense of self and the loss of independence that can really lead to symptoms of, of feeling really sad or feeling depressed with those changes that are happening so by doing these positive things can help us feel more positive about ourselves which can prevent us from feeling depressed yeah it's really true and you're 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 bringing up that self-hatred self-love concept and it's it's interesting right don't it's an interesting it's a whole show in itself that we do so many behaviors that are not nourishing and are not loving and yet we all fear aging yeah so it's it's there's a there's a little bit of a what's the word uh, like a disconnect there it yeah. doesn't make sense no it's like a is it a paradox yeah 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 paradoxical that's exactly what it is so um what do you think it is in our human nature because it is clearly something in our human nature where we struggle with we'll run to the plastic surgeon we'll mm. get the latest skin cream for sure mm-hmm. but moving your body or being kind to yourself eh because it's too long. Too long, too hard. Too long, It's too the hard. instant gratification society. So you're yeah. talking a bit about emotional intelligence right now, aren't you? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the quick fix that we expect is that, uh, you know, some cream or some magic pill that will help us age slower. Um, but, you know, the other way, it is longer. It is harder, but the rewards at the end, because the other ones are very short term. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, well, not plastic surgery, but I mean, you know, there's some horror stories in there, too, but... 
you know, that the other way it's, is just longer. So, yeah, and I just want to pick up on the plastic surgery, and I, I, I want to go on record as saying, because I know that's going to bring up controversy, yeah. that we're not saying <laughs> no. that there's anything wrong with plastic surgery. No. What I know I'm saying is that if plastic surgery, if you feel it's going to really give you the answer, I suspect it won't. Yeah. But if you feel like there's just something you want to tweak and you want to do, like, go Great. for it, as long as you're not buying into the fact that that's going to take you know, the pain away, because that doesn't tend to happen for yeah. people. And that's where people end up doing one surgery after another, right? Yeah. Or, or looking younger. Another factor I want to say, too, is when you talk about not taking care of your body is that, uh, you know, a lot of us engage in other behaviors like smoking, cigarettes, oh, yeah, and, point. and alcohol. Uh, so what effect does that have on, on our body? It, it ages your body. It mm-hmm. ages your body. And aging your body, you're more likely to develop chronic diseases, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of problems, which are, again, reminders of the fact that you're aging. Yeah. So it's a bit of a vicious circle, and we have to be very careful about that. Uh, there's no question that, you know, smoking is toxic. So mm-hmm. that's not really a controversial item. Uh, I think people have to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So interesting topic, lots to talk about. Even on the break, we're talking to the engineer of the show, and he brought up a very important point, which is media and um, media and aging and how media can sometimes even make you feel a certain way. And sometimes we're seduced into feeling a certain way. And certainly when it comes to aging, I thought that was such a good point, because when it comes to aging, media has every interest in making you feel quite bad about aging. Mm. Um, Now, I want to put it out there is why does media have a, a vested interest in you feeling bad about yourself? 
That's a good question. Do you have any idea what the answer is? I don't. It's money. Because oh, they can sense. sell you a product that to make sense. you feel better. So we have to be so careful because we're bombarded with media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I, I'm like, forget it. Like I'm on my computer. I'm on my phone. It's nonstop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I'm unfortunately representative of much of society. You're being bombarded all the time. Even if you don't want to be hearing it, it's everywhere. No, I know. And just as you say that, I remember like once I'm, you know, Googling, let's say I'm Googling something you know, let's say, for example, if I was Googling like wrinkles under your eyes, then I realized like on Facebook or, or Instagram, there's a there's an advertisement about what yeah. creams you could buy. Yes. Like, yes. So what's interesting about what A-Rod brought up or our engineer, our fantastic engineer, by the way, um, brought up is that we're being manipulated. Yeah. And that always bothers me a little mm-hmm. bit or more than a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's difficult because Again, the premise of the manipulation is to sell you something Mm -hmm. and to make you feel bad about yourself. So unfortunately, and as I said, this is a show in itself. We live in a society that marketing is set up to make you feel uneasy about who you are and want to purchase products. And with aging, it's a multi, multi multi-billion dollar um, industry. Diets, skin creams, plastic surgery. I mean, where does it end? So how do we protect ourselves from that? You know, you're talking to me and you're about to talk about, um, you know, strategies and things, the fears, but you know, how does the average person protect themselves from this? You know, constantly being bombarded with things that are going to make them feel like they're not quite good enough. Talk to me. I think just even the first part of just, because even before you guys brought this up, like I completely, it wasn't in my awareness. You know, I, I know, about uh, uh, marketing and, and, and how the media plays an effect, but I didn't realize to the extent, like you're so, now that you say it, all these connections are clicking. <laughs> but I think just the awareness of that is already huge that you, when you see, because we can't, um, well, the second point I'll get to in a second, but we can't completely uh, ignore, we can't completely stop these uh, messages from coming because they're everywhere, like you said, and we're inundated with it. Um, but we can just take a, learn to take a step back and challenge it, you know, like to just to be aware and to be like, okay, that they're, you know, that this is, this is trying to sell me something and make yeah. me feel bad about myself. So just even awareness, awareness and, and labeling it what it is. Um, can already just for me, I feel a lot better <laughs> oh, really? just knowing that good. Thing. And good. it makes me feel like a little bit more in control instead of this, I need this product. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's disturbing. It's, it's a little bit disturbing. Yeah, it is. But the second part I was going to say is just limit time on social, social media, which it's can be hard, good but idea. it is a good idea. Yeah. Unfortunately. So it's, it's, you know, social media is another topic that we have covered on straight talk and probably should cover again. Social media is a very double edged sword because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're very drawn to our electronics. I'm very drawn to my electronics, but electronics are not linked with happiness. No, they're, they're negatively linked. So, um, it's really tricky. And then there's the whole comparison. That's, yeah. isn't that part of aging too? You go on Facebook and you're they looking compare. at people, if they, how they age, how they look compared to you, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Melissa, you showed up here today wanting to talk about also fears that people have for the future as that being part of what ages people. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that it does actually add to aging because what the brain hears, the brain tends to create. Mm-hmm. What are your, what were you talking about? Well, definitely, I think it's a connection that when we worry, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety, which does affect our immune system, mm-hmm. which can have an impact on health and disease so that there's a connection there. Um, but it, it, it fears, you know, working with seniors a lot of times and, and older adults, a lot of times uh, the, the main themes that came up was a lot of fear, a lot of 
fear for the future because, you know, as we, you know, for any age, there's no certainty at all. But as we age, you know, there there could be a lot of unknowns that come up that scare us. Scare right. us about life, scare us about what's going to happen next, scared about our health. And so there could be a lot of fear. But they're understandable, these fears. So yeah. what do we say to people about this? Because it's understandable that we could be worried about our health. There's more things that can happen to you as you get older. It's yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah. Uh, sorry, just before I get into that, there's more fears. And, you know, uh, another thing that a lot of seniors go or older adults is is the loss because now their friends are yeah. starting to get sick yeah. or their friends are. Yeah. I, I know my, my, my partner is a father is going through this that, you know, he was at, he was telling me I'm having a hard time sleeping. And so being the <laughs> counselor that I am, I asked him why. And he says, I'm thinking about my whole life. Like I'm thinking about my child. Like he just had these flashbacks of when he was a child and just kind of reminiscing throughout his life and it's because right now a lot of his friends are I think he had five friends that passed away Um, and they're not that old you know and and they passed away in their 60s and and 70s and and so uh, it's it's bringing him a lot of fear of his own life but that's what I'm asking you I'm going to come back to that as well what do you do with that I mean it's understandable it makes Mm -hmm. sense you're more prone to get sick as you get older so what do you know what can we tell people about what to do with that fear yeah Yeah. it's it's a big question because well first I would definitely help with um, if it's bringing up anxiety we have to there's a difference between worry and anxiety worry are more thoughts about our fears about what's going to happen and then anxiety is more the physiological response that comes along with it but learning how to to again I think it's the self-talk right because if we you know it's inevitable it's inevitable things you know we are aging we are going to die and and that's another thing I want to say, but uh, we, we are going to die. And so I think it com- really comes back to that acceptance and how we talk to ourselves, because there are a lot of fears, but how do we want to live the rest of our life? Is it fearing is not going to help it not become true? You know, like the more you worry about it is not going to make it less likely to happen. And so it's just about taking that information, acknowledging your feelings that, you know, there is some fear and, and you are scared, um, but what can I do today to help me? And that comes back to when we talk to the preventative measures. What can I do today to to live the rest of my years? How do I want to live today? Because that's the only guarantee. Like even at my age, there's no guarantees, right? No. The only guarantee I have is in this moment. Yeah. And so I think mindfulness can really help bring you back into the moment and, and using those um, present moment ideas to not worry about the future because we can't control it. Yeah, it's very true. And, you know, it reminds me of somebody who came to see me many years ago who had a lot of friends die of cancer. And she was like, I'm just bracing myself. I'm just bracing myself. And I said, it was very provocative what I said, but it worked. I said to her, but then you're already dying. Yeah. And she went, what? Yeah. Um, but it's true. if you're living in fear of dying, then you are already dying. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very careful. So it's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. But we want to come back. And I like the way you said it to living. Mm-hmm. living you know like and what would that how do you live a full life yeah and living you know instead of just like you know letting life pass us by and, and taking more a passive stance is to to really be alive and living and with that vitality that you're talking about and uh, how can I live my best life in the present moment because like I said that's the only moment we have control over and you brought up also older people like you know finding out about their friends dying but I think older people also have the tendency sometimes to be like looking at the obituaries every day oh. My dad does that. And looking at negative news every day. And yeah, not so healthy. I was like, why? Why? He's like, oh, every, he's like, I make, he makes,
makes a joke. He's like, I'm making sure my name's not in it. Yeah. But but that joke is his fears right. that, you know, he, it's humor, but really underneath that, there's something. And again, I'm not saying that you don't do that. I'm saying how much of the time do you want to do that? How much yeah. time do you want to focus on what you brought up, the inevitability of death and dying, which is really what the fear of aging is really about when you mm-hmm. think about it. It's a sign that we're not here forever. But the, aren't there bonuses to knowing that we're not here forever? Isn't that that expression I said before, youth is wasted on the young, is, isn't it good to know that you're not here forever? Don't well, you think? Well, in a way, that that scares me because I had a fear of dying. Right. right? But but um, when you say that, it, it makes us more grateful for the time that we do have because if we knew we live forever, then we wouldn't be very grateful. Yes. And I think that bringing up gratitude, again, you know, writing down and being grateful is a good component to having that really secure base with yourself, good relationship with yourself, regardless of what happens, Mm -hmm. is to appreciate every stage of your life. So, you know, it's interesting because we're in a field, we're in one of the only fields that aging is a bonus. Actually, when you're a therapist, being older is a major asset to the job. Like, Melissa's very young, and it was hard to get a start in this. And still sometimes clients are like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So... It's a major, major asset in this industry. But when you think about it, why? It's, again, because age gives you experience Mm -hmm. and wisdom. Mm -hmm. So the wrinkles are a sign of – isn't that a a reframe right there? It is. It is. And and it's like also adapting. There's a lot of cultures that really um, look up to a lot the elders. And so I think it's about taking that mentality too and and us as young people to really change – ageism to really change the, the the stereotypes of what is and really valuing our elders because we have a lot to learn from them so what do we do like why don't we like a lot of other societies you're right i just saw a movie on this really value older people yes. and they're revered yeah. our society treats old people like they're a nuisance so yeah. how do how are we going to globalize this like yeah. how can we yeah. help people to you know see their elders as, like you said, people that they want to learn from as opposed to people who are no longer of any use? Yeah, that's a big question. Because, and now it's important because now a lot of the baby boomers are getting older. So I think it's really important that we're seeing more of the population coming into the older adult um, uh, category, right? So I think I think first, like just changing our language about how we talk about seniors, how we talk about aging, I think definitely starting from learning how to change that conversation instead of a negative thing to to more, like you were saying, the, the wisdom and the positive, but also, you know, um, taking, you know, being able to take care of our, our, um, our seniors, uh, giving them more access to health, help, um, you know, not just kind of putting them in in a you know on the side or on the corner but just really trying to advocate for them and put uh, a lot of uh, social support around for them but also uh, yeah because there's a lot of loneliness too any other ways that that, that we can try to shift this uh this mentality. Well, I think it's how we talk to ourselves about our own age and our birthdays and getting on there. I think we set the tone with our kids, and mm-hmm. that's how we change the society with our kids. So we want to work on that. Um, when we come back, I want to pick up on loneliness, and I want to talk to you about uh, the famous midlife crisis. What on earth is that all about? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on Street Talk with Sandra Rich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We're back and we're talking about aging, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's lots of all of that. And one of the things that shows up for people a lot where we see aging really playing out is the famous midlife crisis. And it happens to women and men. And I I see it in my office all the time. So, Melissa, what is this midlife crisis? What is going on? Yeah, it's it's so common, but it's a it's when there's a there's a huge po- point in their life where they start to uh, really question everything, right? What would you say to this? Well, I think it's what we talked about a little bit is uh, when you start to sort of realize like, oh my God, I turned forty. What have I done with my life? Mm-hmm. And I want to reclaim my youth. So let me go buy a convertible or get a facelift or whatever. I want to, I want a second chance at youth because youth is wasted on the young. So we didn't cherish our time enough. We didn't take it in enough. So sometimes we try to turn back time, but what's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? Because there are problems with it. So yeah. what are the problems in your opinion? Well, the thing is that I think, again, when the, the example that you said when you're in your 40s and, and it could happen at any age, but let's in the example when we said in your 40s and you're having a, a midlife crisis and wanting to go back into your youth, first of all, um, again, we can't. <laughs> so that's another piece of acceptance is that we can't go back in time. But also then you're not embracing the age that you are and, and you're having a lot of negative uh, association with the with the age. So that acceptance is also not uh, occurring because you're wanting to go back in time and to kind of fix things or maybe there's regrets or things that you should have done, could have done, which you can use that in a more positive way, but just going out and, and it can become reckless. You know, we can be spending money that maybe we don't have. We can right. be, we can be um, doing things that maybe, you know, making rash decisions that can be really dangerous. 
Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we also, you, we hear of a lot of cases in marriage where you're sort of throwing out sort of your partner for yeah. the younger version because that's going to reclaim your youth, yeah. which of course is illusionary. It does not work. It no. cannot work. You're going to have to keep throwing out your partner every few years. Mm-hmm. And we do see people who do that. And mm-hmm. It does not make for happy lives. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot. We see it in Hollywood. We mm-hmm. see this all the time. Yes. And it must be very hard for Hollywood people because yeah. since youth is so revered. They're in the spotlight. They're in the spotlight. They've got to do anything possible to make sure they still seem young and marketable it's a little disturbing yeah uh, melissa we're getting to the point that i want to make sure we cover every area loneliness aging and loneliness there is a connection as people get older a lot of my clients a lot of my older clients talk a lot about loneliness they yes. talk a lot about you know social support now what one of the things one of my clients talks about a lot is that there is not you don't get together with your like you're younger you're always talking to me about getting together with your gang of friends yeah. that just doesn't happen when you no. get older it gangs it break happens up less, yeah. less and less and loneliness kicks in um what are your thoughts on that and mm-hmm. loneliness is correlated with not feeling particularly good inside and aging faster faster so what what can one do because there's no gangs to hang out with no necessarily that, that's a good point because our, our social surroundings do change that's part of life too is that who we are with you know things get we get busy we we start to have families and so and and especially too with the generation we call this the sandwich generation that's taking care of the their older aging parent and taking care of their children so life gets really busy and so you're right these these social interactions happen less and less so that's why it's going to be really important as we age to really try to either keep our social connection even if it's not a lot but also try to you know, uh, be connected with the community, whatever community you're part of, and try to reach out because if we just sit and wait for us to, oh please, you know, keep saying that, keep saying that's so important. Yeah, because so people should not just sit and wait. No, no, sit and waiting, or else you'll be waiting a long time. But uh, to 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 get active, to get out there, and it's hard. You know, a, a lot of complaints I hear. Yeah, but it's not like I'm in school anymore. I can meet yep. friends really quickly. It's really hard to to meet new people. But there are a lot of you know, on, even online. Um, a lot of groups or even there's that I tell clients too there's that meetup.com you know you go on the internet you want to if you don't if you want to do something let's say go mountain climbing but you have no one to go with well on this website there's a whole list of activities and you meet up with a group and it's a great way to meet people people say people might say to that well I feel like that makes me a loser that I have to go on a website yeah then then we have to change our language around that because you know time you know, times do change and internet now is, is, uh, we, we do have to take a more proactive approach because it's, uh, like I said, more passive approach is not going to help, but yes, loneliness and aging. And especially when, when our, when I talked about before, when our friends start to get sick or, or die, then, then really it's important to make sure we have a strong social support. And if we don't, we need to find it because that is really correlated, not only with aging, like you said, but with depression. Very we see, much. We see that a lot is that there's a lot of research that there's a lot of depression in seniors. Yes, and I think that there's there's definitely a little bit of a block for people that they feel like they want to reclaim that gang of people they hung out with. Yeah. They don't want to go take a course or go on meetup.com. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of resistance, but I think it's really self-defeating. Yeah. Um, I'm really into nutrition and exercise, as probably evident on the show. And recently I saw a study that came out that showed that as much as nutrition and exercise play a huge role, uh, social support plays an even higher role. As a matter of fact, they studied people who live to over a hundred years, which live in parts 
parts of the world called the blue zones where those those areas of the world people tend to live longer. And what they found is that more than anything else, they were sitting at a table with a lot of people when they were eating. So although what they're eating was important, what was equally important is who they were eating with. Mm. Um, so if you're not finding social support easy to come by, you have to be, like Melissa said, creative in your social support. Uh, find things that interest you, which also stimulates your brain, mm-hmm. whether it's a cooking course, whether, as you were saying, meetup.com, if I had more time in my life, I remember years ago, um, I love playing cards so much mm-hmm. and I never have time anymore. But if like if I did want to play cards with somebody, I wouldn't know where to start. I would go on meetup.com. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. And I'd find people who like to play the card game that I like to play. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, and and that's a good way to do it. I think that that was a really good strategy. And I think that, again, to sort of cement all this, there is a certain amount of personal responsibility Mm -hmm. to making sure that aging is not too painful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be so painful. Now, I'm not 90 years old, so I cannot say how I'm going to feel um, for the rest of my life. I can only say that the years I've gone through, I know that having good strategies Uh, whether it's food, exercise, social support, self-talk, as you talked about, Mm -hmm. uh, watching how much I listen to news and Mm -hmm. upsetting things. um, Those have made a tremendous, tremendous role in me feeling okay on where I'm at now, in Mm -hmm. spite of the fact that I am definitely aging, Mm -hmm. as we all are. That's another comfort, by the way. We are all aging. No one gets out of this alive. Nobody. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. So those are things that I I think are important to integrate in your life. Any final tips you want to offer people? I think definitely um, trying to, like you said, the, the me and my really big passion is the mental activity. So stay active mentally. There's tons of games online. There's tons of things. What kind of games should they be playing? Anything like like uh, the luminosity ones are amazing, but also like Sudoku or crosswords. Or if you don't like that's that, that's good for the brain, eh? Very good for the brain. Amazing. Um, but also find a sense of contribution. You know, oh, that's whether a really it's, good point. Whether it's like volunteer work or whether it's like just again when you said that you that people who aging are finding less and less their purpose, and so it's just about again we have to take more of a proactive stance about okay, well that was my purpose. You know, for example, for me in my future, my purpose was to help other people and be and have and be a clinical counselor but what is my purpose now you know if I'm not that right and so uh, I I encourage a lot of clients to even write an autobiography just like to reminisce and to to honor their life and honor the memories that they have even if it's painful you know to see how you survived it Um, or letters to loved ones you know sending letters that I find now that's old fashioned, you know, but my cousins and I used to do that, but receiving that lever felt so good, uh, even if it's, it's passe, <laughs> but it feels really good. And, and it makes us feel more connected to people. Um, if we're feeling very lonely. Yeah. It's funny. I, when you say that such good strategies, it reminds me, I read in a book once that you should write your eulogy mm-hmm. and you said that you, you talk about how you live to make sure that you're living true to how you would like to be remembered, yes. which is, again, finding meaning in your life, which is probably the biggest immunizer against aging. We, we had to do that in our, when I was doing my master's degree in school. We, ha- we actually, that was a technique, and that created a lot of anxiety in me, but it was really helpful. Really helpful. Yeah. Melissa, I really want to thank you. You've added so much to the show, and I really love the tips that you've brought. So thank you so much for coming thank on Straight you. Talk. I and really appreciate it. Thank you for starting the, the conversation about aging and, and helping our seniors uh, have more of a voice. Yeah, and how? last thought on how the seniors get more of a voice. How do we give them more of a voice since you're very passionate about that? Last thought. 
uh, just you know talk to them invite them make them feel included and uh, and you know the best thing the, the best thing I do is love hearing about their stories and their life they love talking about their stories and yeah. they usually Honor have good that. ones yeah. great beautiful that's all the time we have today I want to thank you so much and I want to thank our listeners for listening to Straight Talk with Sandrish and I'd like to invite you all to come back next week if you're interested in anything that was mentioned on this show any retreats therapy or anything help for anxietydepression.com how can people find you Melissa you can call the center's number at 514-777-4530. Uh, if you want to hear this show or previous shows, you can go to straighttalksandareesh.com and you can hear prior shows as a podcast on your iPhone or iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandareesh. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me or Melissa a comment or question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandareesh and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile... This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show, and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.